Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in South Florida, it's time for South Florida Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of South Florida Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, Diaz Trade Law, your customs expert. Today on South Florida Business Radio, we have Andrew Koenig with City Furniture. Welcome. Thanks, Lee. Thanks for having me, man. Well, I am so excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about City Furniture. How are you serving folks? Sure. City Furniture is a 51-year-old home furnishings retailer here in South Florida and also Central Florida. Started as Waterbed City Retailer in 1971. Father and my uncle were a couple of hippies uh, selling waterbeds, and it turned into City Furniture in 1994 when waterbeds got uh, got uncool, and we shifted into full-line home furnishings, and uh, we've been City Furniture ever since. Now, what was that transition like? Was that Were you involved at the time with the organization? No, no, I was not here, but I can tell you we put all of our all of our dough on the line in a, a bet to transition from waterbeds to city furniture. And right our first store to the right of us was Levitt's Furniture, the number one furniture retailer in the country, and a startup called Rooms to Go that we all know is a big retailer throughout the Southeast United States. And proud of, that our little city furniture concept has succeeded since then and uh, number one in South Florida. So we're really proud. Um, how do you, what do you attribute that kind of the ability to make that transition uh, and go from a niche business to kind of more of a mass business and still keep a culture and, you know, kind of the, the work you're doing in, in, in the community? How do you, how do you keep that all going? Sure. So my uncle, who was our, the founder of our business that pulled my dad in, uh, he was a natural entrepreneur. He was, uh, saved his money as a bellman to open up our first store, sold yo-yos on the street corner just very entrepreneurial. So what got us through that transition from, you know, waterbeds into, you know, a full line home furnishings retailer was just the entrepreneurial spirit that is our number one corporate value at City. Always evolving, always moving towards where the customer wants us to be next. And uh, that's just who we are. And uh, we're very blessed that we have a fantastic team that, you know, uh, we take things head on as a, a City family, we call it. And they did a fantastic job transitioning and, you know, clearly they've done a great job and now we're continuously evolving, you know, as every year, you know, customers change, needs of the community change and we evolve with it. So that can't be difficult for us. That needs to be part of who we are. So it becomes part of the culture and the DNA of the organization? 100%. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, other corporate value that we have is continuous improvement, you know, teamwork, family spirit. You know, these are all things that just keep us constantly evolving over time. Now, how does that work in terms of the employees? How, how do, like, is there ways that you can measure that or demonstrate that? Sure. We are very data-driven. So we have a pretty fairly large data analytics team. So we're always measuring our associate satisfaction, um, all the KPIs, whether it's customer externally related, like uh, surveys and brand research studies. But we also measure internal customer satisfaction, you know, how, you know, accounting serves, yeah, you know, the sales associate or, or, you know, how marketing serves sales. So we have a lot of metrics to, to measure our performance. We believe in that philosophy of, you you know, you don't, you can't measure or you can't manage what you don't measure. So, um, so we're, we're a continuous improvement house and, uh, we use data to solve problems and, you know, improve things. And sometimes that's, you know, culture related. And, uh, we have a lot of metrics along those lines. Now, part of your culture is a giving pledge. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm real proud of this one. Um, you know, so my father and my uncle were, you know, a couple of very religious guys and uh, always believed, you know, as they um, grew the business and got some success, they wanted to give back to the community. So we've been giving back to organizations like Covenant House, you know, for 40 plus years. Um, so, but the story about the giving pledge is about five years ago, I remember looking into our financials and seeing how much donations we were giving. And I remember talking to my dad, I'm like, dad, you know, we got to tell this story. You know, my generation, I'm an older millennial, um, needs to be aware of what, you know, the companies that they choose to buy from are doing for the community. And and the story uh, goes that, uh, you know, I pitched him on, hey, let's brand this as a strategy of 5% giving veg- pledge. And um, let's make a public announcement to the community that we're going to, you know, make uh, give back a minimum of 5% of our profits every single year. The five categories we focus on are uh, health. So that could be like American Cancer Society or the American Heart Association. Um, unfortunately, my fa- our, our founder, my Uncle Kevin, passed away from heart disease. My mom passed away from cancer about seven years ago. So those are really big causes. We also focus on service. So giving back to women and men that serve our communities or serve the uh, U.S., you name it, and the military. Um, we also support education, uh, you know, like colleges, junior achievement, South Florida, you name it. Um, home, which would be example of that would be like Habitat for Humanity. And, uh, um, uh, what, what's the last one? Health service, diver- oh, diversity would, uh, be another, uh, core value where we're partners with One Pulse Foundation in Orlando, um, and, uh, the Heritage Foundation and several others, their Urban League. So uh, we're we're trying to get back in areas that we think are in need for the community and that fit within those five pillars. And, um, you know, as our business continuously improves and grows and our profitability grows, uh, we have a big uh, community team that works really hard to make sure we give back properly and keep uh, keep my uncle Kevin's spirit alive and making sure we're, we're, we're living our purpose, which is to enrich people's lives and make the world a better place. Now, when you're deciding which... Um uh, nonprofits to support. How how do you go about that? Are you listening to your employees, your customers? Uh, how does somebody get on one of those lists? All of the above, um, but we're we're also listening to the community. Uh, we're also reflecting on you know who we are as a business. What what are some of the problems we've personally experienced? You know, again, it was a it was a very difficult time when we lost my uncle Kevin. Uh, it was very difficult for my father. So you'd imagine heart diseases. Uh, it just happens to be the number one killer of Americans, even more than COVID, even during the pandemic. Uh, we, we, we didn't see enough, uh, work being done there. So we partnered with American Heart. Uh, same thing with the American Cancer Society. When my mom passed, that was a very devastating time for our culture and our team. She was like the matriarch of our business. And, um, you know, to honor her and what she's done for us over the last, you know, 40 plus years of being the matriarch, we, we wanted to go all in on the American Cancer Society. So, you know, it's a bit of who we are. It's a bit of community needs. It's a bit of what our associates and customers want. And we do the absolute best we can to spend every single penny as wisely as possible. But we'll listen to all organizations and their needs. And, and you know, I, I get on calls with a lot of them and we do the best we can to serve as much as we possibly can. So hope that helps. Now, on top of the giving pledge, you also have a, a promise regarding sustainability. Uh, is that totally separate than the giving pledge or that's in addition? Yeah, we, yeah, that is separate. Our, our 5% giving pledge is strictly giving and, and charitable aspects. Um, the 2040 green promise is our promise, a uh, public promise that will be carbon neutral by the year 2040. Um, uh, and we've been on a, a journey to be a very green, uh, um, uh, uh, organization for 
you know, probably 20 years. Uh, we had one of the very first styrofoam liquefied uh, technologies that liquefies and melts and hardens uh, styrofoam and turn them into, I think, crocs or, you know, uh, uh, chairs and, you know, you name it. So, uh, you know, 100% recyclable and safe. Um, about 10 plus years ago, we we invested in our green fleet. I'm uh, happy to say our entire fleet is 100% uh, renew a uh, compressed natural gas as well as renewable natural gas. Essentially, the Department of Energy considers that a, a green energy, and it's about 67% less emissions than any other truck you'll see on the road. Uh, proud to say, 2021, we were the uh, we were ranked the greenest fleet in the entire United States amongst all fleets. I'm talking like police departments, Air Force, UPS, you name it. And uh, we that was a really big honor for our business. Uh, we only build green buildings, LEED certified, Leadership Energy Environmental Design Buildings, uh, or Energy Star certified uh, buildings. Uh, so we've been doing that for over 10 years. So uh, we've always been very green forward. And, there, you know, it's the right thing to do for the, the planet. It's the right thing to do to attract customers and make them feel proud of the, their purchases. It's also a great business cause. Uh, um, and a lot of these efforts actually have helped us save a lot of money. Um, uh, to give you an idea, you know, our, our fuel costs, you know, remember this past summer, you know, fuel diesel prices went up to like five or six bucks a gallon. You know, we were uh, substantially below that. You know, I won't say the number, but it's substantially below that. And so, you know, it's harder work to execute green strategies and and and, and go after this. But there's actually a really solid ROI uh, most areas. And uh, um, so we're on our journey to be uh, carbon neutral, and we're real proud of it. Now, um, what was it like? kind of being part of a family-owned business, uh, family-run business. Is there anything, like, was it kind of uh, assumed that you would be leading it at some point, or was that something that you decided at some point to, to get back involved with the organization? Yeah, so so um, actually in college, I tried to go pro in golf. Uh, so I was a big golfer in high school, and, um, you know, I always dreamed of being a, a, a professional golfer until I started playing some of the top five schools in our country. And I was like, whoa, you know, I played for like a top 50 school, you know, it was a starter. And, uh, I remember, <laughs> I remember playing some of those players and I was like, wow, uh, that guy's on another level. And, uh, um, so I remember in college saying, okay, I need to, I need to get a real job one day. Uh, cause I don't think this is gonna work out. <laughs> so, um, um, but, uh, I, I was always very competitive and very, um, I'm very, you know, once I find something I love, I'm all into it. Uh, in, in actually in a, in accounting class in college, I, I fell in love with uh, business and I fell in love. I didn't realize business was as competitive as sports. And I have like, you know, I have a competitive spirit. My, my dad has a competitive spirit. And, uh, um, I guess my, you know, and then I started learning more about business and that really, that really sparked a passion in me in the business world. And then coming out of college, um, I really wanted to learn everything I could about city. And I really, I found, I loved our industry. I loved our business. I loved the business my father built. And, uh, I see a lot of opportunity to take this business, um, very far into the future and do a lot of really special things. And what I also, what I also found is I really love our people. Like, um, you know, my father and my uncle really built a special culture here at city that, uh, um, you know, it was not, it was very hard not to fall in love with. So, you know, um, uh, so no, I started in the receiving docks, um, uh, in offloading furniture. I spent several years in the warehouse, uh, on the ground floor. Um, you know, the reason there is I, I never felt like I would earn the respect of, 
um, our operations team if I didn't know the work, do the work and be there side by side. So I was a delivery driver for many months. I worked overnight. I remember my my now wife was my girlfriend at the time. She didn't really think I was going to work at 930 and coming back the next day at nine o'clock um, in the morning. I, and uh, so she was like, oh, you must have another girlfriend. No, uh, but uh, but. Uh, no, I've, I've worked all the, the tough shifts and, and worked a lot of different departments and, uh, and, and it's helped me become a better leader. And, uh, no, my father did not give me anything. I had to work for everything I got, but, um, I'm, I'm, I'm an ambitious guy. Um, and, uh, um, I, I was fortunate to learn from a lot of great leaders in our organization that helped make me, uh, pretty solid. And, um, you know, uh, I, but, I, but I feel, you know, uh, over the years, I, I w- really was a student of the game. And uh, over time, when I felt like I was capable of taking on more, you know, luckily I got those opportunities and it just naturally happened this way and proud to be where I'm at. And um, I'm also very proud to be CEO because I get to give my dad some time off. He's worked 51 years and he's a chairman. And, you know, uh, you know, if you work, imagine working 51 years at City and, you know, building this thing, you, you deserve some time off. And uh, um, I love seeing that he's not working as hard as he used to. And I'm, I'm happy to take on that workload for him because, you know, I wouldn't be here in this situation for my family and my city family if it wasn't for him. So I'm proud to take on some of this work for him. When you were growing up, how did you view the uh, city? Was it something like, oh, that's my dad works there and and you were just, you know, obviously you were aware of it, but it wasn't like that curious, but it wasn't until after you were in college and and kind of saw like, hey, there is something there that for me and there's a way for me to uh, contribute. Yeah. I mean, I, I, as a kid, I always thought it was cool. Um, and I thought it was interesting, uh, but I, I definitely thought sports were more cool or more interesting. And um, I didn't really, re- didn't really fall in love with the business until uh, college when really that accounting class really kind of woke me up and said, Hey, there's an industry here. Hey, there's, you know, this, this is an you know opportunity to build something really fun. And, uh, so I always thought what what he built was very special um and the culture was really special but I didn't really see the fun in work uh when I was a kid and I I think that's something that the world needs to do a lot better job at work can be a lot of fun like I love what I do I I know our team really works hard because they enjoy who they do it with it's a fun you know work experience the challenges every day are fun and uh, we're all we all on a mission and a vision and got great purpose. And, you know, it's it just works a lot more fun when you, f- you know, when you have a great team and great culture and great opportunity. Uh, then I think that I, I learned when I was in high school, you know what I mean? Or or when I heard about work, it sounds horrible work. Oh, you got to work hard, you know, you know, it's well, especially comparing it to golf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, but but as soon as I realized the work was fun and challenging in and has meaning and impact. I mean, you're what you're doing is impacting so many families through your employees and, and the joy you're bringing to the customers. It's a, it's a gift. A lot of the stuff you're doing and the reframing of that, I'm a, a agreement a hundred percent that young people have to see the joy of work and the personal yeah. satisfaction and the impact you're making in the families and the community. I mean, that stuff's real. Yeah, there, there's, there's nothing more proud to know that, you know, I'll start with the product side, um, just to provide, you know, just a, amazing product. You know, our product is in factories where, you know, right down the line is RH or Williams Sonoma or Pottery Barn, some of the, some of the highest end brands you could think of. 
And we're able to provide that product, you know, substantially, you know, you know, 70, 80% less and, and pass on that value to our customers. My father and my uncle always, uh, they, they, they have very humble beginnings. They didn't come from money. You know, they, they, they were, they had to work them, work through college and, and keep themselves afloat. They probably started working when they were 12 years old, you know, so they understand the value dollar. And, and our business is all about creating, you know, or, or, or developing amazing product, amazing style, amazing quality at affordable and, and strong values for our customers and in a fun and exciting environment. So, you know, after you find the product you love and the price, you're like, wow, that's amazing. Um, then you have a great uh, sales associate and delivery experience. It just makes our entire shopping experience something very special. And when when City succeeds, you're absolutely right. When when we grow and financially we 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 can do more the fact that I have more dough in the bank account to give back to American Cancer Society, American Heart Association, Junior Achievement, Habitat for Humanity, you name it. Some of these causes that are just greater than anything I could ever do. You know, I think these people are angels, what they do. And, and the fact that we can, you know, financially help them out and support them is just, it's a dream. Uh, and, and, and uh, I'll never forget this story. If I just add, I remember, um, you know, we're, ra- we're trying to raise money for the American Heart Association three years ago. And, and, and I'm at, and I rarely ask our associates to participate. I think once a year, it's always the American heart, you know, and I, I don't ask for much as hey, a buck, whatever you want to help out. You know, of course, we ask our customers and we raise money with our vendors and all that good stuff. But I remember this, this, this guy walking up, warehouse worker walks up to me. He says, Andrew, I'm sorry, man. I just, I just don't have a buck to just share right now. I go, bro, I love you, man. That is so nice that you actually came up to me to tell me that. Number two, you don't have to worry about it. You work at city. Like, the better our company does, the better you do helping our company, the better city does, the more money we have at the end of the year to give back to, you know, these charities and these organizations. And his eyes just lit up. He was like, you're telling me I'm by me working here and helping like kick butt today in the warehouse. I'm actually helping, you know, American Cancer Society, American Heart Association, all these organizations. Yes. And he was like, wow. Like he was like, you know what? That's amazing. Thank you so much. Like, and it, it's true. So a lot of our associates, we have 3000 plus associates know that. And, um, our sales team, we got about eight, eight, 900 sales associates in our stores right now. They're, they're right now, this first quarter of this year, they're trying to raise $500,000 for the American Heart Association, uh, with our test rest campaign. So, um, you know, our, our culture is very special. Like we definitely believe we're, we're doing more right before I came to this meeting or this podcast. Um, I just left our, another meeting and it was for the American Heart Association that we're trying to raise. And I, I ended the meeting saying, let, let, you know, let's save some lives. Like what, you know, it's not a marketing campaign. Your marketing campaign is actually saving lives. And, and we truly believe that. So that's just one example of many, uh, about what we're doing here at City. So what do you need more of? How can we help you? Do you need more talent? You need more employees? You need more customers? Uh, you need more causes to help? Uh, how can we help you? Oh man. Uh, so, you know, I, I, um, we're, we're an open book. So, uh, you know, number one, I'd say, Hey, give me, give me anybody out there listening, you know, give me ideas to help make us better, uh, how, how to serve our customers better, how to, how to be better. And, uh, uh, in return, our company will continue to grow and, and we'll be able to give back more. So I think, you know, I'm always asking anybody I'm interacting, whether you've shopped with us or, you know, or whether you didn't, you know, tell me how I can improve, how, how we can improve, uh, to be a better, um, you know, uh, retailer and, and, you know, or, you know, home furnishings retailer or anybody listening that, 
you know, could provide me advice on how to run our business better, how to create better culture, how to have better technology or uh, better supply chain. You know, I'm all ears. So, you know, I try to network as much as possible and, and uh, uh, connect with as much as possible to learn from everybody. You know, we're a continuous improvement organization and um, how everybody can help me, how you can help me is, is help me be better and, and give me ideas. Never hesitate to be honest and direct with me on, on where we can improve. Or if you just have, um, ideas, wild, wild, crazy ideas. They're all welcome. So, uh, you know, that, that's, that what's, that's what I need. So, um, if somebody wants to learn more about city, uh, and find a location near them, what's the coordinates? Well, the, the website's a good one. You can learn a lot about us uh, online and, you know, obviously shop with us online, but we have a corporate social responsibility report. We have about us page. We have a, a lot of branding information there that really explains who we are as a business and, and where we're going and what we're trying to do. Um, of course, you can go to your local, uh, you know, city store. We're pretty much within 15 minutes of everybody in South Florida and now Orlando and about to be Tampa. We got our first store there in Tampa, but, uh, um, so. Yeah, we're we're not too far away. Or or anybody can reach out to me at Andrew K at CityFurniture dot com. I, I share my email with everybody, uh, and I'm I'm happy to uh, take any feedback, calls, network, you name it. Well, congratulations on all the success. You must be doing something right. You're winning awards in all different categories, all over the place. So congratulations, and uh, you're doing important work, and we appreciate you. Uh, right back at you. And thank you so much for having me on. And I wouldn't be here in our, we, we, you know, without my amazing city family. It's all them. They're, they're kicking butt every day. I'm so proud of them. Appreciate all right. It. That's City Furniture, cityfurniture.com to learn more. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on South Florida Business Radio.